7.13 now, WWL, on this foggy morning. Put the lights on and be careful, please. And yesterday we were talking about ankle monitoring and bail with a gentleman that works in that industry, Matt Dennis, who owns the monitoring company. And the Honorable Paul Sens was listening and texted in and said he'd like to come on and talk to us about the situation in municipal court. And, and we said absolutely. So with that, we welcome in the Honorable Paul Sens. Good morning, Your Honor. How are you? Fine, Tommy. How are you? I'm okay, sir. For people that don't quite understand the structure of criminal court and municipal court in New Orleans, explain how that works, please. Who do you who appears before you? I guess would be the, what I'm asking. What we um, in in our court, uh, Tommy, it's all misdemeanor uh, dockets, right? So it's everything that can be criminally misdemeanors would would appear before us, and of course, you know, we merged the courts merged in 2017 so traffic court and municipal court became combined and consolidated so you know we also handle traffic uh as well but uh from the criminal standpoint it's misdemeanor cases that come before us you've been on the bench for a long time right the pro- in your third decade accurate 26 yes. yeah okay so that's a third decade well into it yeah and then, it- I, then i served as you know mayor mario's executive assistant back you know in in the 90s and i also uh was you know in, above criminal justice as part of my duties so judge i don't, I don't want getting away here you you've you're not just been there you're there now doing it been there and done that you're there now doing it talk about the criminal justice system in orleans parish what you've seen how we got to where we are etc i want to hear what you have to say well i mean um I'm not going to opine on the law, but I can give you some, you know, I can give you some information. I can, you know, inform the, uh, the, the public about, you know, the results of some of the, um, the basically city council ordinances that, that have been adopted. But you, really a lot of this came as a result of um, post-Katrina, mm-hmm. and there were a number of changes being made, and there were a number of uh, folks and entities that wanted to, try and help reform the criminal justice system or improve the criminal justice system, um, not so much as reform. Uh, and, you know, there was a there was a time back when uh, Susan Guidry was the um, head of the criminal justice committee, and they were, you know, debating about what, you know, who we should bring in and who we should try and get help from. And they, uh, you know, and I, you know, I was before them, I appeared before them as a judge saying that, you know, if you guys are going to try and get someone to try and help, uh, you know, make and improve the system, you know, that my, you know, I, I believe that the Center for Court Innovation was the group that, that, that they should have been looking at. Um, instead, uh, they, you know, Susan was hell-bent on getting their Institute in here, and, you know, they've been Judge, you know, they for, say they, yeah, for a second, tell they, people what the Vera Institute is, because I've had text on that. I don't think some people understand what that is. It's a nonprofit. It, well, I don't know. If it, I think it's a nonprofit out of New York that comes down in and kind of helps um, assist in, you know, uh, in the criminal justice systems. Uh, but they have a political bent that is, um, you know, they like to call themselves progressives. I think you know, really the anarchists, but, you know, because, it, it, because they're not, who, who doesn't want to be progressive, right? So yeah. they take the work and they use it, but, you know, they had an agenda coming down here and, you know, they... Well, would it be accurate know, so they, to say more criminal-friendly than victim-friendly? Absolutely okay. defended sense. 
absolutely right. defendants. Um, and so, you know, they came down here and they started a couple. Of, like One of them was uh, bail, right? You know, now judges are required to follow the law. And we have both a state statute and a city statute, which, you know, tells us what we need to consider when we when we setting bail. Um, so they came in and the first thing they did was say, well, let's um, let's have some intern sit in, in, in the jailhouse and make recommendations to the judge of what he should do. That's why a judge is elected. I mean, that's why you elect judges to make those considerations. I don't need an intern telling me what I should you know what I should make as a bail requirement well that that was an abject failure right so um because certainly they couldn't do when they started looking at municipal court the numbers we had they just couldn't handle the load um so anyway you know they came back then the next thing was you know they wait wait hang on judge go back a second explain that they couldn't handle the load with the numbers well we had at one time municipal court was handling almost pre-katrina we were going to close in on over a hundred thousand cases, so it's a it's a pretty heavy workload. Mm-hmm. Now, things have changed dramatically since then, somewhat because of, of these uh, ordinances that were passed by the council. Okay. And, and you know, so a lot of people are getting out of jail as a result of it. Mm-hmm. Would there be the so, room to keep the people in jail or not? Well, I mean, that was the whole thing with Vera Institute and and with others in the, in the community. Uh, again, who are defendant centric is that we don't want these people in jail. Um, you know, these people should be out. We're, we're, in municipal court, as long as I've been there, as long as I've been a chief judge post Katrina, you you were in front of a judge within 24 hours. So the judge made a determination. Uh, after that, though, with the 2017 uh, bail ordinance that Gidry authored, uh, people just don't show up for court because. It, there's no reason to. They, it's, it's basically a revolving door ordinance, which unless you have these five enumerated uh, offenses, you immediately get released with, from jail and don't see a judge. Wait, it's, it's early, and I just want to make sure everybody understands what you're saying. So if, if I go, if I appear before a magistrate, or would I be appearing before you? We, well, we, um, we have a magistrate on a weekend during the during the week, you appear before a judge. Okay, we so have a, what we call first appearances. So every every morning, uh, during the Monday through Friday, a judge is sitting, uh, handling the people who were either arrested or cited uh, during during the night before. And what you're saying so you about go ahead about the the reforms now the way it exists. Well, first, I mean, so there's no. The argument that people languished in jail and municipal court is just false. So, um, but in seventeen, they required only there's only four, five offenses in enumerated: battery, impersonating a police officer, assault, um, domestic violence, that you can get arrested for, right? You mm-hmm. so, or you could get arrested, but you're immediately released for everything else. So, if the, if in the discretion of the police officer. If he thinks this person who's doing it, again, a misdemeanor, we're not talking about murders right. and rapes or anything like that, but, you know, for instance, in a French quarter, you know, causing a problem by laying in front of a person's business, um, you know, not letting people in and out, uh, you know, being drunk in public, uh, you know, that type of stuff. And so um, if, if you have that, uh, then the police could have at that time, they still at that time could arrest you, right, and bring you to jail maybe because you had 20 offenses already. Um and so 
they amended it so they the people came to court, I mean, went to jail, if they went to jail or if they were cited, and then they were given a citation to appear in court. And since that's happened in 2017, in the five years since, we've had 200,000 200, citations that were issued that people failed to, not people. So you got it's a difference between citations. So citation may be one guy who's been arrested 15 times, right? Mm-hmm. And he never shows up to court. But we've had 200,000 citations that were issued that no one showed up to, to, to court for. So what an incredible waste of police. So um, I was under the, Judge, I was under the impression that if I had a court date and I didn't show up, an attachment would be issued for my arrest. That's not happening. Well, they <laughs> part of the ordinance is that they do not arrest people for failing to appear. <laughs> so it's. Look, what I'm a waste you, of time, Tommy, huh? What an incredible waste of time this seems like. Well, police, when we have all of these issues with police, you know, you know, why are you taking them off the street? Not taking them off the street, that's their job. But then you take away, in, in 2020, there was a new one put in that, you know, takes the discretion away from police so that they had to cite them. They, they, they had to give a citation so they didn't arrest anybody. So people like the guy at the top of the list failing to appear, he's got over 100 citations in the last five years where he doesn't come to court, right? Over 100. That's crazy. And, and with 200,000, that's a lot of manpower, man. That's a lot of manpower. The police department, and you've you got the, the police ability to have discretion in picking people up. And if they do pick them up, they get immediately released from jail without seeing the judge. It's, it's you know. Have you, have you seen, is it that uncommon for uh, – repeat misdemeanor offenders to take the next step up to felonies that happens uh, with some degree well, of regularity tommy is part of the whole criminal justice system I mean, so you, you know if you if you have a coordinated criminal justice system juvenile courts going to try and take them as soon as they you know it, you know offend at a, at a younger rate i mean younger age mm-hmm. the the you know for us then we take the you know 17 and up basically comes before us so if you get to deal with those folks right and, and look a lot i mean some of the tragedy is a lot of these folks need mental health you know it's, it's what they call a co-occurring disorder right they have alcohol or substance abuse issues and they have mental health issues if i don't see that person i can't help that person mm-hmm. i mean we never were you know throw them in jail and throw you know you know throw them in jail for six months which is the maximum i could give someone and just leave them in for six months. We always were working on trying to get people mental health issues. I mean, services and, and homeless. I mean, I've been having a homeless court for the last, I think, 12 or 15 years. And we try and house these folks that need the help. But we don't see them anymore. I mean, our numbers have dropped dramatically because of these two ordinances. Judge, I can't thank you enough for your time. We're, we're out of it, but I hope you come back. Do you have any final thoughts for now? No, no, I mean, I'd be glad to talk to you about that, uh, this at any time. I want to talk to you about homeless court next time because, uh, you know, a lot of us, we don't have any idea what's going on down there. Thank you, sir. Have a good day, Your Honor. All right, bye. You bet. Judge Paul Sens, municipal court judge. It's crazy, so you don't appear? No worries. 725 traffic now, WWL.